Welcome back to Nerd with a Phone Podcast, where it is always time to get nerdified. On this episode, we're talking video games, the hobby, and the time sink that they are. Uh, for some reason, it's a controversial hobby, and we'll get into that next. All right, welcome into the show, and we're going to start off with a question. Dear audience, I have a question for you. Do you think internet gaming syndrome or video game disorder is a real thing? DSM-5, as the psychology books will soon call it. What has led me down this rabbit hole of discussion is an incident that took place between myself and my roommate earlier today, previous to recording this episode. I was playing a game. Um, that I have complained about before on this channel in 2K21. Um, And they have a $250,000 tournament um, that's going on right now, of which I I have qualified, um, but I was trying to increase my seed. You know, and as in all competitions, the higher your seed, the more likely you are to win. And um, I hadn't even cracked the top 10. And only the top 10 players in the world will get invited anyway. So, it's one of those kind of deals. I, I wasn't expecting to come away with more than like 150 bucks in runner-up prizes anyway. But I'll digress. You see, the thing that got me thinking is just how angry I got. You know? Defensive. And uh, kind of blaming her. A sensation I haven't actively felt since I was in my teens. You know, that whole deal like, yes, a mom, I will clean my room later. That type of thing, right? That wasn't the specific instance, mind you. It's just an example. And as a responsible adult, I really want to nail down what this is. So there are some steps I'll be taking in the next couple of weeks. But um, for the purposes of this show, I wanted to explain some things. All right. And um, we are using psychiatry.org slash patients dash families slash internet dash gaming. And we're talking about the DSM-5, which is the American... Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or DSM-5, which is used by mental health professionals to diagnose mental health disorders. There was not sufficient evidence to determine whether the condition is a unique mental disorder or the best criteria to classify it at the time the DSM-5 was published back in 2013. However, DSM-5 recognized Internet Gaming Disorder in the section recommending conditions for further research along with caffeine use disorder and other conditions. The DSM-5 includes substance-related addictive disorders such as alcohol, tobacco, stimulants, marijuana, and opioids. Gaming disorder is the only behavioral addition to the addiction list as opposed to the substantive one identified in the DSM-5. 
Alright? And DSM-5 notes that gaming must cause a significant impairment or distress in a per person's life in several aspects. This proposed condition is limited to gaming and does not include problems with general use of the internet, online gambling, or use of social media, smartphones, or anything like that. The proposed symptoms of the internet gaming disorder include preoccupation with gaming, withdrawal symptoms when gaming is taking away or not possible, aka sadness, and anxiety, irritability. All right, so tolerance, the need to spend more time gaming to satisfy that urge, inability to reduce playing, unsuccessful attempts to quit gaming, giving up other activities, loss of interest in previously enjoyed activities due to gaming, continuing to game despite these problems, deceiving family members or others about the amount of time spent on gaming, the use of gaming to relieve negative emotions or moods such as guilt or hopelessness, risk having jeopardized or lost a job or relationship due to gaming. Under the proposed criteria, a diagnosis of internet gaming disorder would require experiencing five or more of these symptoms within one year. The condition can include gaming on the internet or any electronic device, although most people who develop clinically significant gaming problems will be primarily playing on the internet, the studies say. Research is ongoing. Whether internet gaming disorder should be classified as an addiction or mental health disorder is the subject of much debate and a growing body of research. There is neuro neurological research showing similarities and changes in the brain between video gaming and addictive substances. A study published in the American Journal of Psychology back in March of 2017 sought to examine the validity and reliability of the criteria for internet gaming disorder. Compare it to research on gambling addiction and problem gaming and estimate its impact on physical, social, and mental health. The study found that among those who played games, most did not report any symptoms of internet gaming disorder, and the percentage of people that might qualify for internet gaming disorder is extremely small. The research involved several studies of adults in the U.S., United Kingdom, Canada, and Germany. They found more than 86% of young adults ages 18 to 24 and more than 65% of all adults who had recently played online games, the percentages of men and women who recently played was roughly equal. However, research is mixed on whether those who met the criteria for internet gaming disorder had poor emotional, physical, and mental health than those who did not meet the criteria. Researchers found that 0.0% to 1.0% of the general population might qualify for a potential diagnosis of internet gaming disorder. The authors suggest there is an important distinction between passionate engagement, which is someone enthusiastic and focused on gaming, and a polyphony, someone with an illness or addiction. 
whether the person is distressed with his or her gaming may be the key factor in distinguishing the two. Writing in a commentary about the study in the American Journal of Psychiatry, Patrick M. Markey, Ph.D., and Christopher J. Ferguson, Ph.D., concluded that the study suggests video game addiction might be a real thing. But it's not an epidemic that but it is not the epidemic that some have made it out to be. All right, and thank you for listening, sharing and subscribing to Remember the Phone podcast. This has been a topic of discussion in my house, like I said, um, based upon the evidence i do not feel that i have video game disorder but we had to check it out um it's one of those deals like just set your timers right on either on your phone or on your consoles or on your gaming devices and take a break at the recommended times and you know do life right do the proper things in life And if you're not capable of it, then you may have video game disorder and may wish to seek treatment. All right. (laughs) It's one of those. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for listening. And um, be sure to check out Dennis George and a bunch of other cool podcasts out there, including the likes of Everyone Has a Story, Story of Yours and Yours. Um, the Borderline Dad Podcast, uh, Greener Thoughts, just a whole ton of good podcast, independent podcast out here for you to check out. Oh, yeah, Tokyo Munchies, get your munch on, man. All right, for Dreadful Rock 574, I'm your host, Charles, and we will see you next time here on Nerd with a Phone Podcast. Peace. <laughs>